Help your four-year-old find joy in learning. Waterford Upstart is a proven effective pre-K learning program that includes fun songs, games, and activities that prepare your child for success in school. We provide all the tools you need to help your child learn to read, including a coach, a computer, and internet access. And because it's already paid for, it's free for you. Enroll today at waterfordupstart.org. It's a blast grabbing cash. Find out for yourself during the $40,000 Blast of Cash, Saturdays at Twin Arrows. Two random hot seat winners get to enter the cash booth for 30 seconds to grab up to $1,000 cash. Drawings happen every hour from 6 till 10 p.m. on Saturdays in July at Twin Arrows Casino Resort. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona or 1-800-GAMBLER. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All hit radio. Welcome to the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the X Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the X Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Talk Star Radio Network and the X Zone Broadcast Network and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Australia, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. If you'd like to give us a call, toll free 1-800-610-7035. That's 1-800-610-7035. My email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. My first guest tonight is the author of a book that is a must-have for people who are into uh, the end-of-the-world scenarios, the 2012 end-of-the-Mayan calendar, but if they want the truth, that is. Dr. Robert Thiel is our special guest this hour. He's the author of 2010, the Rise, uh, 2010 and the Rise of the Secret Sect, a revolutionary spiritual and physical survival guide for 2012 to 2020. Dr. Bob, welcome to the X-Zone. Thanks for having me back, Rob. It's always great talking to you, Bob. Uh, you know, I, I, it still amazes me the number of people that I talk to who really believe that the end of the world is going to happen on December the 21st, 2012. Why Why is there this fascination with doom and gloom, Bob? 
Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tricky question. Um, I guess because, you know, bad things do happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, for example, this calendar year so far, you know, we had the earthquakes in Haiti, uh, Chile, uh, China, uh, even one down in Mexico uh, that uh, my eldest son felt in his house in California, his apartment in California. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we just had the volcanic eruptions out of uh, Iceland, which uh, have affected people's world. So when people see some of those types of things and they look into uh, predictions made through uh, various prophets and mystics throughout the ages, uh, a lot of people believe that uh, these things are lining up and at some point in time the end is going to come. Now, the current date that most people seem to be focused on is the Mayan calendar date of December uh, 21st, 2012. Mm -hmm. But there are other people who focused on other dates. Uh, There, for example, there's a, a... gentleman by the name of Harold Camping, who's convinced that uh, May of 2011 is going to be the end of the world. He's wrong, and he's been wrong before, but he's got a big following. People will, mm-hmm. will, will do that. So I think part of it is, one, they see uh, natural disasters and calamities occurring. Uh, secondly, in most societies, people have some issues with government, government policies, and and or economic issues. Right. So sometimes they see, well, maybe this is uh, lining up with what they think is going to happen toward the end. Are there any are there any other um, groups or, or, or religious groups or any other organizations, religious or ph- philosophical or otherwise, that are actually in agreement with December the twenty first, twenty twelve? I, I know I've spoken to a number of Mayans, and they they have no idea where people are getting this end of the world scenario from. Well, the uh, I've actually not seen a specific religious group. I've seen a couple, I've seen mm-hmm. some bloggers who are affiliated with some religious group or the other. Uh, for example, uh, one of, there's a Hindu out there who's convinced that this lines up with Hindu prophecies. And, but, but you can't say the Hindus believe that because most Hindus say the Hindu calendar talks about some stuff happening, but it's not in 2012. It's more like 2014, 2015, 2016. And so some people believe that some uh, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say rogue individuals, but individuals affiliated with different religions mm-hmm. have latched on to 2012. But as far as any major religious group uh, focusing on it, uh, I have not seen that. But there are some groups. There's a, there's a Dutch group, and I wouldn't really call it a religious group, uh, that uh, Patrick Garrell runs, or he's the leader of. Uh, and they've actually gone so far as to uh, acquire leases or property somewhere in Africa on some hills. They won't say where. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. 
Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.x. ZBN.net. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Welcome back, everyone. Dr. Bob Teal is our special guest. He's the author of 2012 and the Rise of the Secret Sect. His website is www.thesecretsect.com. All right, Bob, can you tell us uh, some of the Mayan predictions? And, uh, you know, after that, tell us what happened between the last time you were on with me and and, and uh, today. Okay. The first, first of all, as far as the Mayan prediction... Um, here, here's the one that uh, the Sony movie was based on, as far as I can determine. Mm-hmm. And let me, let me read this to you. I quote this on page 19 of my book. It says, But when the law of the Katun, that's a particular type of calendar of the Mayans, has run its course, the God will bring about a great deluge again, which will be the end of the world. So that's what the, Maya, the Mayan movie, the 2012 movie, and some of these other things are based upon. The problem is, this comes from a 16th century writing, uh, that's when the Mayans learned how to write uh, with characters like we now use in our language. And, but they were influenced by the Spaniards. Now, this writing that I just told you, started to quote, came from kind of a shaman or uh, medicine man, if you will, of the Mayans. So it says that in, the world's going to end in a flood. But the next part of this is the part nobody else seems to ever talk about. It says, when this is over then our Lord Jesus Christ will descend over the valley of Jehoshaphat beside the town of Jerusalem, where he redeemed us with his holy blood. They say, wait a second, that's not ancient Mayan. The Mayans never heard of Jesus until the Spaniards came over there. So a lot of Mayans kind of discount this. It's like, okay, this is the ramblings of one, one witch doctor or whatever he was, and so a lot of Mayans don't put any credence in it. And because the primary book that mentions Jesus Christ is the Bible, and the Bible in the book of Genesis says God's not going to destroy the world again in the flood, right? Uh, serious prophecy watchers have tended to doubt that this could happen. But that's why, though, uh, some people believe the world will end in a flood, because there was this writing, mm-hmm. 
And again, that's what Sony's movie was basically based upon. But as far as prophecy, and this is this is where I've been having the point I've been trying to make, I guess. The problem isn't that no prophecies are ever going to come to pass. Uh, quite a few actually have. The problem is when you get people focusing on ones that aren't going to come to pass, most people just say, ah, you can't believe in this prophetic stuff. It's all nonsense. It's all ridiculous because yeah. it's not going to happen. And when I wrote my book, the focus was primarily on events that were going to happen from 2012 to 2020. Uh, so I do not believe the world, will, as we know it, will be destroyed December 21st, 2012. However, I do believe that society as we know it is going to come to an end. And a lot of the things that I talk about in my book have actually started to happen so far. And what I mean by that is, I'll, I'll give you one example. Uh, my book says that uh, there's a device that is over in Europe called the Large Hadron Collider. Yes. Uh, this yep. is the superconducting super collider. And when I wrote, the, when my book was published, the collider didn't work. It was it was it was not functional. Well, well, since uh, about when I was on last, they tested it. They got it to work. It's it smashed three or four different records. But the most interesting part is a quote I'd like to give from the New York Times. It says, "Quote: Spinoffs will invigorate the careers and labs." in Europe and not the United States. And you say, well, what's that got to do with anything? Well, in my book, I suggest that this could be a device that could develop military technology that Europeans could use. And again, when I wrote the book, the thing didn't even work. And so far, it's exceeded their, their expectations. Now, that might be considered, okay, that was not that close, so whatever. But one of the more interesting ones that I have in the book that's happened since uh, you and I talked was, uh, when I wrote uh, one part of my book in May, the United States General Accounting Office went out and said that the United States was going to have a problem with its GPS system, mm-hmm. you know, the global positioning system that people use in their cars to get places and stuff. But, of course, that's not the primary use for it as far as the government is concerned, uh, at least as far as the military is concerned. The Air Force uses GPS to uh, target uh, Whatever, whatever they're going to shoot things at, and vice versa, and the spy, and all those kind of things. And when I was, I wrote the chapter that warned that eventually GPS was not going to work well, and the United States would have to rely, perhaps, on the European Galileo GPS system, which isn't even functional yet. A lieutenant colonel from the U.S. Air Force went out and said, "No, there is no problem. Our system is going to work fine. There is no problem with GPS." Well, that sounded interesting, except back in late November, in Aviation Week, they interviewed the general in charge of the U.S. Uh, Strategic Air Command. He says, no, the United States does have a problem with GPS. Now, he didn't mention anything about Galileo. He just said that they had to take steps in order to, to do something to fix the GPS system. Well, when I wrote in my book that I thought the U.S. would need to align with uh, Galileo, the European system, in 2013 or 2014, because that's when the Europeans expect to have it operational. I didn't think the U.S. would signal anything until closer to then. But I want to read you something that Reuters reported on February 4th. Quote, the U.S. Defense Department is linking its global positioning system with Europe's Galileo, another space-based global navigation system. GPS will figure feature a new military signal called Code M to boost anti-jamming, facilitate secure access, and increase the local signal strength. So what's that got to do with anything? Well, what it's got to do with is 
because the United States is worried about the threat from China, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying China does not try to pose any kind of a threat, we have decided, we in the U.S., have decided that we're going to jump into bed with the Europeans and allow them to control part of our system for military jamming and for military spying and military monitoring. And the reason that's so ironic is I'd like to read a, a quote from BBC. Sure, please do. About Galileo. It said, quote, Galileo originally had critics because there were early objections from the Americans who thought a system rival to GPS might be used to attack its armed forces. So in other words, when the Europeans were talking about doing Galileo in the late 80s, early 90s, the United States was against it. We did not want them to have it because the United States was worried that if you if Europe got their own Galileo system, their own GPS system, that it could be used to target and destroy Americans. Now, I know that sounds bizarre, but that's, this was reported in the news by BBC. And now, instead of us fearing the fact that even though we fought two wars against the Europeans in the 20th century, that perhaps the, there could be a problem rising up there in the future. Instead, because of the concerns about China, the United States has thrown caution to the wind, and we, we have a weakened GPS system, and by 2013-2014, we apparently are going to need some of Europe's satellites and some of its technology so we can uh, try to defend ourselves. And as in, in my book, I warn about a rising European power, mm-hmm. and the only way they have the possibility, in my view, to attack the United States is to have military technology we don't have, as well as to interfere with the U.S.'s ability to retaliate. And with this announcement in Reuters in February, again, it's a development since I was on your show last, wow. um, I, think, I, think, I think it nails it. Now, it doesn't mean absolutely positively that, that's what, that the Europeans are going to use this, but uh, I think... You know, if, it, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. And I'm very concerned that now we've basically gone on record that, yeah, we're going to rely on the Europeans for part of our our satellite defense. So that, that's, I thought, a fairly significant thing since I was on last. It certainly is. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it just goes to show that, well, once again, I, I have to keep asking the questions. How did the people so many thousands of years ago know what was going to happen in this day and age? Well, it, it depends on, on your, your worldview, I guess. I, I believe uh, in biblical prophecy, mm-hmm. and so I believe that God has inspired uh, biblical prophecies. However, uh, Jesus, when he's around, said to look at, watch world events. So what I've attempted to do is look at the, the biblical prophecies and, and world events and see if they line up. Like, for example, for decades, I believed that East and West Germany would unite again, I believe that the Europeans would develop uh, their own currency, and I believe that the Europeans would form their own real confederation. And all those things have already happened. And speaking of the European confederation, uh, this is about the time I was on your show last time. Uh, Effective the 1st of December 2009, the European Union, instead of being a confederation of 27 individual states who can do what they up and please, that's not the case anymore. The Lisbon Treaty was signed after my book was published. In the, Lisbon, in the Lisbon Treaty, the 27 countries in the European Union gave up their sovereignty. And so now, if they don't agree on something, they have, they have to do it or petition to get out of the European Union. And 
Biblical prophecy, as well as Catholic prophecy and Islamic prophecies, have warned that in the end times, a European power was going to unite and uh, become extremely powerful and become a military force. And so I've looked at those prophecies, and you know, those are in my book, uh, many of them. And so far, all these things seem to be coming to pass. Tell me, what is the secret sect? No, answer that question when we come back from this commercial break with the news. ExoNation, our very special guest is Dr. Bob Thiel. His uh, book is entitled 2010 and the Rise of the Secret Sect, a revolutionary spiritual and physical survival guide for 2012 to 2020. His website is www thesecretsect.com that's www.thesecretsect.com 1-800-610-7035 is toll-free worldwide my email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com on MSN Messenger exxonradiotv at hotmail.com and our website www.exxonradiotv.com our guest this hour is Dr. Robert Thiel, or Dr. Bob Thiel, I should say. The name of his book, Exonation 2012, and the Rise of the Secret Sect. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue talking to the good doctor. On the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues live and around the world from our studio in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network and on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.x. ZBN.net. Welcome back, everyone. Dr. Bob Teal is our special guest. He's the author of 2012 and the Rise of the Secret Sect, a revolutionary spiritual and physical survival guide for 2012 to 2020. His website is www.thesecretsect.com. That's www.thesecretsect.com. All right, Bob, before we went to the commercial break, I... I asked you, what is or who is the secret sect? 
Well, the secret sect, uh, it's actually not secret, that's the part that's kind of interesting, but there were uh, uh, some Catholic mystics mm -hmm. uh, who warned that toward the time of the end, a small group was going to rise up, and this group was going to essentially tell the truth about end-time matters and will offend people who will be in a new ecumenical religion that uh, uh, will, will, will come to pass. So there are a variety of prophecies that I ran across, and what was uh, interesting is when I uh, showed these to, uh, to church leaders, they hadn't, they hadn't seen these, and they said, well, that sounds like all the stuff we teach. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's why I found it very, very interesting. So the, the term secret sect actually came from uh, a Catholic mystic by the name of uh, Anne Catherine Emmerich. Uh, she was a stigmatic, which means that she had uh, wounds supposedly of Christ on her body, similar to the like the crucifixion and all that kind of stuff. And she'd go into trances, and she had a variety of utterances. And uh, she was actually recently made a, a saint. Uh, I guess it's not that recent, but uh, John Paul II made her a saint before he died. And she was one of the ones who was warning that toward the time of the end, someone's going to uh, say the truth about what's happening. And she called them the secret sect. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I got the title was from her writings. Where, where does Nostradamus fit into this entire uh, prophecy, or what else can we call it? Uh, okay, well, 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 he 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 was he was a he was also a Catholic mystic, by mm -hmm. the way. Uh, he wrote a variety of statements. Uh, they're called quatrains. Is the way he wrote them with four, with four verses, and he wrote them in French. And this is kind of interesting. Uh, Nostradamus uh, was on the edge or probably crossed the line as to what was legal uh, during the time of the Inquisition uh, in France. So he wrote things. He had, he had visions. Uh, he also practiced various forms of astrology. Uh, now, there's debate of whether it was normal astrology, like what we would consider astrology today, or if it's more like astronomy, because there really wasn't astronomy as a separate science. It was basically some version of astrology. But anyway, because of the concern about him getting killed, he wrote statements uh, cryptically that uh, weren't always all that clear, but many people believe that he predicted things such as uh, Adolf Hitler. He wrote about a guy named Hister, yes. who was going to rise up uh, by the Danube and that kind of stuff. Uh, some believe that he predicted the two planes crashing into the Twin Towers in New York for 9-11. Uh, he's been credited or blamed for predicting uh, some of the world wars uh, and a variety of other things. A problem with his writings, however, is that they're very difficult to understand mm -hmm. in that most people read his stuff and then after the fact say, oh, this is probably what he meant. Uh, I do quote him a little bit in my book, not extensively. But where I differ from, uh, let's say, his writings, I actually try to put explanations, uh, uh, sequential orders, and what, what if, if, if I think they have any validity, what, what they may actually mean. Whereas most people who, are, who, ever, who quote Nostradamus tend to quote him after the fact, say, oh, he meant this. And you can always play, uh, 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 it's called Monday morning quarterbacking yes, in the yes. States. And so... Uh, that's, that's different than actually saying, you know, what is he trying to, to say? Mm -hmm. And he did predict that uh, an Antichrist would rise up and cause problems for, uh, for England and uh, possibly the United States. <laughs> so that part was interesting. So I, I do have that in the book. 
You know, I was I was watching a special on Discovery Channel the other day, and they had a number of people on the show called the Nostradamus Effect, and I'm I'm watching it, and you know they've got all these experts, including John Hogue, who we've had on the show a number of times. And he says, well, if you take this letter, you turn it around, you turn it sideways, and it comes out with a, you know, with a, a name right. that's very close to the prediction. Well, I'm saying, well, God, if you do this all the time, no matter what the situation is, you can make it fit. Right. And on that particular part, I don't know if it was on that particular show or not, but there are the so-called lost writings of Nostradamus, mm-hmm. which I do mention in my book. The problem is Nostradamus didn't do paintings like that, as far as we know, in his life. Is that the is that where they think it's the son, his son who did it? Yeah, right. The, the, the belief is that perhaps it was his son. But then what they've done, and this ties into the, the 2012 phenomenon, what they've done is say that because there's a sort of a galactic alignment that occurs on December 21st, 2012, mm-hmm. that perhaps this one picture or drawing, actually, it's a kind of a painting, uh, is pointing to uh, some astronomical signs. Maybe this is the same alignment, and perhaps Nostradamus was predicting something to happen in 2012. Uh, it's a stretch, but at least for those who are promoting it, at least they're not saying after the fact that that's what they think he's saying. So that way I, get, I respect them for actually trying to say in advance what they think he's trying to say. But um, I've, I've studied that over and over again, and... It's remotely possible, um, but I I don't think that's what he was trying to say. And either way, I don't believe that the world is going to come to an end on December 21st, 2012, based on all the prophecies and predictions I've looked at. The Hopi Indians, they seem to be the, the center of a new culture, a new philosophy that is... That has that has been growing stronger and stronger each and every year, and I was wondering if in your in your book uh, twenty twelve and the rise of the secret sect, if you touch on to the Hopi, and if so, where do the Hopi fit in, and what do they what did they prophesy? Okay, uh, yes, first of all, I I have the Hopi predictions in mm-hmm. several spots of my book, and I I go through those. The Hopi is kind of interesting. Uh, the Hopi were and still are, well, they can now write now, but they were, they were people who didn't have a written language, and so they passed everything by, by way of oral tradition. And the, the, the story, the way I understand it, started in the 50s or 60s. A, uh, a, a, minister, a Protestant minister, I believe, uh, was driving uh, down in the southwest U.S., and he gave this guy a ride. Uh, he was hitchhiking or he just felt the man needed a ride. So he gave him a long ride, so they drove for quite a few hours, a few hours, I guess. And the the Hopi uh, leader uh, was explaining a bunch of Hopi stories. Well, the Protestant minister was thinking, wait a second, some of this stuff sounds like the book of Revelation or the book of uh, Matthew chapter 24 about the great tribulation and end of time. And he's thinking, well, how would, he know, how would the Hopis know this? You know, how could that be an ancient Hopi tradition? Mm-hmm. So basically, the Hopi traditions seem to talk about a time where there'll be uh, uh, problems for the white man, that there'll be chaos, uh, something resembling the biblical uh, Great Tribulation, and possibly something including a description that sounds like possible nuclear attack. And so what happened was, 
more people started to look at that, and then some people started looking at 2012 and some of my predictions that uh, the world could end then, and then started to say, hey, we're seeing a pattern here. On the other hand, other people looked at all the same stuff and said, no, that's not what it means at all. What it means is there's going to be a transition, and humankind is going to enter a new age of peace Mm -hmm. starting December 22nd, 2012. So you ended up with two different interpretations, but the actual Hopi writings and predictions that I am distinctly familiar with sound a lot more like the doom and gloom scenario than they do a great age of peace coming. But I should caution people. I see nothing in the older Hopi traditions that point to December 21st, 2012 as as a specific date. And And I say that because I've seen some revisionists out there. For example, the I Ching, which is a a Chinese system for predicting the future. Mm -hmm. You kind of have three disks, kind of like coins. You throw them, and based on how many heads and tails you get, it's supposed to tell you your fortune. Well, if you add all those up and you take this from the uh, time the United States dropped the bomb in Hiroshima, uh, they came to a date, supposedly, December 21st, 2012. So that kind of got more people also looking at 2012 and tying in with other prophecies. The problem is, when the McKenna brothers originally did a calculation, they came to a date in December, not, not December, but November of 2012. And then later, somebody changed the date. So, as one who's been watching the prophecies and predictions, it, it always uh, sends up a red flag when someone changes a date to make it coincide with another date. So, so to say that the I Ching predicted that, yeah. or to say that the Hopis, which is what you were asking me about, specifically predicted December 21st, 2012, I would say no. Uh, but I would say that there are some indications in most cultures that some time of change is due to occur sometime within the next 10 years. And I would say that is that is fair, uh, and, and uh, I also think biblically reliable as well. I, I think there are enough cultural predictions of looking for a change in the next decade uh, that we're going to see them. But again, I don't think the world won in the flood on December 21st, 2012. When did the entire scenario of the Mayan calendar prophecy raise its ugly head, and, and how has it started? Okay, well, it was actually not started to be ugly. It was actually started by a, uh, a Dr. Jose Arguellos back in the late 70s, early 80s. He noticed that the Mayan calendar ended December 21st, 2012. Mm-hmm. He also noticed that the Tibetans seem to have a prophecy about an age of peace coming around the same time, if not the same time, because of getting back to this galactic alignment concept. And he also noticed some other Buddhist prophecies and some Hindu prophecies uh, and some other prophecies from various cultures suggesting that an age of peace was going to dawn on the planet. You know the old song, uh, Dawning of the Age of Aquarius? Yes, yeah. Okay, that's basically what he's looking for to happen. So he started to say that humankind would enter a new age of peace. Uh, This would dawn on humanity starting December 22nd, 2012. So he and some others started to publicize that. And actually, despite the gloom and doom comments people have heard about 2012, most of the books that are selling the most copies Mm -hmm. are books actually talking about this new age concept that we're going to enter a new age of peace on December 21st, 22nd. You know, that, that's what I believe is going to happen. If anything, the doom and gloom of 
the Mayan calendar and people who are spreading the uh, what I call false news, it's bringing an awareness to people that, hey, we are a very delicate planet. We are a very delicate species. And if we're going to succeed and and continue on this planet, we've got to make some drastic changes. I, I certainly, I definitely agree that uh, people all need to make drastic changes, or else. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, uh, I am not of the position, of the opinion at this stage that humankind will change, repent to the degree they need to to stop disaster from happening. Now, I want to make it clear: I do believe in an age of peace. I just do not believe it's going to be uh, December twenty second, twenty twelve. I do believe, however, on December. 22nd, 2012, the following three or four things are going to happen. Number one, the world will not have ended in a flood. Okay? I'll go on record and say that. Matter of fact, the last time I was on a Canadian radio station, the host asked me, he said, well, what are you going to be doing on December 21st, 2012? I said, I'm probably going to be on radio and television telling people the world's not going to end today. <laughs> well, we're, we're planning a okay. major party for the uh, 21st going into the 22nd. And what I'm oh, going to be that, doing... That would be good. And what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to try and get the people who are telling me for the last year, and it'll be two years by then, that the world's going to end. I, I want them on the show the 22nd. In fact, I had a psychic on... Uh, couple of weeks ago and she was right into the doom and gloom the world is going to end on december the 21st 2012 and she got right into it and then i asked her to give me a reading well she gave me a reading into 2013 <laughs> so right it didn't it didn't flow no right it didn't, it didn't follow and that's one of the things i've looked at when i'm going back and forth with these predictions mm-hmm. which contradicts something you know anybody can say anything but on december 22nd 2012 the world is not going to have ended. People associated with the New Age uh, a peace movement are going to say that they were right, that the world was not going to end, that we're dawning toward a New Age of peace. Unfortunately, I believe that that will be a false peace. While I do believe in Age of Peace, I'm afraid that we will most likely go through a terrible war prior to that. The other thing that's going to happen on December 22, 2012, are the people who don't believe in any prophecies and predictions. They're going to go up there and say, and we told you there was mm-hmm. no, none of this, none of this stuff is ever going to happen. But that's the part that I think is the most dangerous about 2012. As I told you, since since I was on your show last, a bunch of world events have happened lining up with end time predictions. Uh, one of them, for example, that's in my book, uh, over in Israel, they actually built a temple to do sacrifices. By the way, they now have one. They've had one since around the 25th of December, and. Tomorrow, if they have the election in Israel, there's a guy whose name is Moshe Feiglin, and he actually says, if he gets power, he is going to go into the Temple Mount. He is going to, he doesn't care what the Arabs think. He's going to do sacrifice. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. 
But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Dreams are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. All right, Texo Nation, Dr. Bob Teal is our special guest. The name of his book is 2012. And the Rise of the Secret Sect, a Revolutionary Spiritual and Physical Survival Guide for 2012 to 2020. His website, www.thesecretsect.com. Bob, do you think that people are still thinking that, you know, hey, we, we had people who were, who were talking about doom and gloom on uh, when we went into Y2K, nothing happened. But this may be the real McCoy? There are there are people who believe that, but I, I would say there's a bigger percentage of people who are who discount all of it, mm-hmm. and that that is that's the part that I think is the biggest worry, the biggest concern I have. You know, as I mentioned to you earlier, you know, since my book came out in September, at least ten world events consistent with the prediction of the book have come to pass, and to me, that's uh, uh, reassurance, if you want, or uh, validation of the mm-hmm. fact that prophecies are coming to pass. And I think people should watch them. But again, I think similar to Y2K, we're going to have a lot of people who are going to be convinced that 2012 is the end. It will not be. And because of that, people are going to say, ah, another prophecy should be trusted. And that, that's the part I disagree with. And one thing I would like to make your listeners aware of, if they get our book today or tomorrow, and I will be able to tell if they place the order, we'll actually give them uh, a handout for free that documents Ten world events that have happened consistent with the predictions of the book since the book came out in September. Well, let me so ask. Can, let me ask. Look at the prophecies themselves. Let me ask you this, Bob. What is the next prediction that you have in your book? I mean, the the the, the most major one mm-hmm. that I'm waiting to see happen is a peace deal involving the Europeans and in the Middle East. There are a lot of sub things that are going to happen before that, but that that's the most major one in. Uh, uh, the French President Sarkozy announced uh, a couple of weeks ago that he's hoping to propose such a deal this autumn, and we'll see, because that, 
well, I think this autumn might be a little soon for it. That would be probably the most single significant thing that could happen. But the most significant one that has happened, though, since the book came out, is the one I mentioned to you earlier, mm-hmm. and that is that the European Union is no longer a confederation of 27 independent states. It is actually the world's largest peacefully formed empire of all time, and it is now in existence. So I think that's probably the biggest one that's happened so far since the book came out. In in your book or any other books that you're aware of, was there any indication that President Obama and uh, the uh, the head of state of Russia were going to actually sign a nuclear uh, nuclear pact, decreasing the amount of nuclear weapons? Uh, yes and no. In my book specifically, I said that uh, the U.S. President Obama would reduce the amount mm-hmm. of uh, military hardware the United States had. I did not say it would be because of the treaty, however, with, with Russia. Uh, but I did say because of U.S. budgetary considerations that I felt that there would be no choice but to reduce weapons or weapons, new weapons systems. So it's, that's consistent with what something I think has to come to pass. Bob, tell our listeners how they can get a copy of your book. Oh, they can go to uh, www.thesecretsect.com or uh, amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com. And Doc- they, they, all have, they all have the book, and they can get it. As always, Bob, great talking to you. I look forward to the next time you and I meet here in the X-Zone. Until then, my friend, keep the great work up, and um, I'll keep watching the prophecies and reading your book and uh, checking them off one by one. Take care, Bob. Always Thanks, great Bob. talking to you. Exxon Nation, Dr. Bob Teal has been our special guest this hour. He's the author of 2012 and the Rise of the Secret Sect. It's available at www.thesecretsect.com. That's S-E-C-T dot com. I'll be back on the other side of the commercial break with the news as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Boost your mood in New Jersey. Surprise yourself with new wonders. Stroll beaches and boardwalks. Discover places to dine and catch up with friends. See inspiring art, culture, and history, too. Savor sea breezes and explore all the treasures nature has waiting for you. Rise to the call of adventure or catch a wave into the ocean blue. Find it all at visitnj.org. 